stuffing. Stuffing, stuffing. Well, it's Christmas time, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. And we're here. It's very moody. You got a nice candle going on. Feed the world. Feed the world. Feed the world. Thank you, Jose. Um, I want to go I forget about that fucking thing every week. (laughs) Jose always remembers. He brings no, I it. don't. I don't remember till we're recording. <laughs> well, I'm, even, I'm even <laughs> listening to it going, what the fuck is that sound? I, I, I don't even know if it shows up because I use a noise gate and a denoiser um, so we can make our voices sound as unrecognizable as possible. <laughs> Sorry, you sound like robots. <laughs> <laughs> when I mess around with it sometimes, it just doesn't sound like us anymore. Um, I shouldn't have eaten that cookie. Are you not feeling good? No, it's stuck in my throat. Uh oh. That's okay. Maybe you'll sound a little more uh, Santa Clausy this episode. <laughs> <laughs> What's your guys' favorite holiday traditions? We're starting off our, our Christmas movies. We start off with a little bit of Christmas cheer. I don't know. Uh, okay. I've, I've spoken, I think I've said it multiple times. I hate traditions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one. Well, what do you not like about traditions? I mean, this movie is about tradition. Just, bad I traditions. Mean, bad traditions. You know? Fair. Um, so maybe you got a point. Maybe we should cancel all traditions. I think I just hate doing things for the sake of they've always been done. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad. Like, um, like doing I think things. I've always just been standoffish at, at that idea. Well, about, how about traditions you've made for yourself? Or do you even not even like to make traditions for yourself? You could box yourself in. I don't know. I think I'm too forgetful to okay. do traditions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of something I might have, but... Okay. Not even like a movie or like a an event uh, sort of thing? Pass. Pass. You got it. <laughs> I'm Me? not going to answer this. I have two. <laughs> <laughs> I have two traditions, Christmas traditions I really, really like. Um, one is my favorite because everyone forgets about it. Um, so I never really have to follow through. Um, but it's, um, I have a, uh, a pickle ornament and you're supposed to hide it in the tree and whoever finds it gets a special Christmas present, but everyone always forgets that I've hidden a pickle in the tree. So I, I'd never give it to anybody. So if um, I went in there, and I don't I found even the I don't right even now. buy one anymore. <laughs> I, no, no one's gonna play my stupid reindeer game. Well, so you buy the present beforehand, or you wait until someone? I finds used it? to buy it. Yeah. I used to buy it, and then whoever found the pickle in the tree in Christmas got that present. That yeah. is fun. That's a yeah. fun tradition. Yeah, I like that. But people just forget about it, so I don't even bother anymore. <laughs> but my second Christmas tradition is my Christmas morning wank, which is. Um, <laughs> Which has been a staple for years. <laughs> the one, the once a year, <laughs> the once a year morning wake. <laughs> Beating the Christmas sausage. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you for being so open and honest. <laughs> on a on a similar note, Tiff and I really like to. Uh... <laughs> Tiffany, do you hide your sausage on the tree and then <laughs> Tiffany has to find it? <laughs> Our favorite tradition right now, and not that. Uh, we like to do puzzles while watching Pixar movies. It's very similar on, to on what Christmas you Day. Uh, well, I mean, more holiday tradition, like leading up to Christmas, like the week <clears> of, we, we like to do puzzles and then just throw on a bunch of Pixar movies and Christmas movies and stuff. It's nice. 
We like that a lot. I like traditions that are just like gets you in the spirit, gets you in the mood. It's about yeah. it's about love and holiday joy. This is dinner with a movie. I'm one of your hosts, Blake. <laughs> And I'm joined by <sighs> Brandon. <laughs> we're joined by Jose. <laughs> this week we're starting off our wonderful Christmas wank with uh, Klaus. Christmas wank? Um, is that the next three weeks? Yeah. Our Christmas wank? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Klaus uh, was my pick this week. Um, and we ate salmon that was stuffed with stuffing and shrimp. Um, it looked like a, like a lobster tail to me. In the way that it was presented, and it was very tasty. Thank you, Brandon. It was very good. Yeah. um, Not sponsored Sam's Club. Thank you, Sam. uh, Not sponsored. And we also had cookies in the spirit of uh, Santa Claus. Well, fish is a big prevalent industry in um, this movie, Mm -hmm. and uh, Santa Claus eats cookies. So, there we go. And berries. And we had berries. berries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. This was my pick. Yeah. Uh, i never seen this before. None of us have seen this before. I just wanted a new holiday movie to pick. And I've this has been hyped up to me on Reddit quite a bit. I feel like it comes up. There's always a thread every year that says, Klaus's so-and-so holiday movie. I think Reddit might just be full of people that are just full of shit. <laughs> I mean, I think that's just social media in general. Oh, absolutely. I don't Reddit, so... I, mean, I don't you're read not nothing wrong. on Reddit. If I if I type in something and I see a web search and it says Reddit, I ignore it. See, the way I web search is I Google and then I put Reddit at the end of everything. I think that's oh, more God. and more popular every day. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I know it's very popular on Twitter to Google search something and just add Reddit to it and find your exact answer that you're looking for. It's more useful of a but Google search. But is it a correct thing. answer? It's uh, not, a I'm not times. usually looking for something that's a yes or no. It's for more subjective of subjective answers. Right. Yeah. Like best so-and-so recipe Reddit. And there's like 10 threads of people recommending recipes that they like. So they don't offer you alternate facts. Um, You mean they're giving me fake news? Are they offering you alternate facts? Like about recipes? About anything. Um, I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No, Reddit has never led me astray. No. Okay. Never, ever, forever. They liked uh, Crank 2. Okay. Well, I know they're Reddit. full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I picked this movie. I was looking for like something new to watch um, uh, on, on this year's Christmas list. And this has been on my watch list since it first came out. I remember seeing it being talked about on the Oscars. It was nominated for an animated movie that year. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, the cast as well, like J.K. Simmons as Klaus. Um, yeah, um, I think uh, this is a pretty cookie cutter like story, I think. But I, there's a lot in it that I really ended up liking. And I'll, I'll probably throw this on maybe not every Christmas, but it's it's like it's in the rotation, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a lot of great Christmas cheer in it. And I'm glad we watched it so we could talk about it. But you, Brandon. Huh? What's your uh, first impressions experience with Klaus? Oh, I didn't watch it until um, the end of our last podcast. I think I watched it either that night or the day after. And then um, I watched it again before we did this recording. Um, but yeah, I was surprised. I was. It, it's not as bad as I'm making it out to be. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a decent movie. It's a decent, um, very... Uh, I like the inclusion of the kids. 
in it. And I think that makes it kind of endearing. Yeah. Um, and good for kids to watch. I think it would be really entertaining for, for kids of all ages to watch. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it seems like all the kids were voiced by kids, which is nice. Yeah. Um, seeing the cast is just a bunch of like children voicing children, I think is cool. Yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. By you, Jose. Um, I'd never seen this before, but I, I'd, I'd heard about it. Mostly good things. I, I do remember only ever hearing positive things about the animation style, not, never really about the story itself. So I was hesitant going in. But I, I did enjoy it. I, I watched it twice. Um, yeah, which is rare for you. It is. It is very rare for me to You've watch. You've only it twice. ever done that for Crank Two. No, <laughs> <laughs> not even Crank Two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think it. I was able to watch it all the way through. I, I wasn't bored. I was intrigued by by the animation style and, and how different it felt, and, and I enjoyed that. There's parts of the plot that I don't like or just kind of felt, I don't know, easy or just a little bit too simple for, for my liking. And and the music at times was good, and at times I hated it. Yeah, so, oh my God. Uh, I know we'll get into that, because yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping I'm not the only one that shares that opinion. You're not. I have a very, yeah. I have a very condensed, and I and I very rarely mention music, and music is mentioned <laughs> yeah, in that. Yeah. Um, I think the music alone knocks it down for me a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking but weird. Ultimately, I enjoyed it, and I, I would watch this again, and I, and I would watch it for many Christmases to come. All right. Yeah. Well, a bona fide Christmas hit all around. Nothing bad to say about it. Why don't you give us your log line, Brandon? Okay, I have a really long log line. <laughs> yeah. um, the lazy son of the postmaster general is assigned to the postman is assigned to be the postman on an island involved in a family feud where he befriends a toy maker and makes up information that becomes Christmas lore to get the children to write letters so he can complete his assignment. Wow, that is a very long sentence. Christmas world building, Christmas lore. Yeah. Is this a true story? It's all lore. This is all true? True. <laughs> what? True about Christmas? Yeah. True about is, is was Christmas created by the post office in order to make money off of people during the holidays? And then turned into an actual magical event? And then it just developed into... Real magic? Re- Tim yeah. Allen? Real magic, yeah. Yeah, oh, real yeah. magic. I forgot we we have a lot of listeners that still believe in um, what happens during Christmas time. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Karina. <laughs> Why don't you give us some fun facts, Jose? Uh, yeah, you got it. Uh, Klaus came out in 2019. It has a runtime of an hour and 36 minutes. It was directed by Sergio Pablos and Carlos Martinez who has uh, co-director credits. He's also directed uh, not nothing else. <laughs> he was also he has writing credits on this movie. He has writing credits on Despicable Me. There we go. Let's see. And he has writing credits on Smallfoot. I think that was that Yeti movie. Yeah. Came yeah. out in 2018. Uh, in addition to him, the other writers are Jim Mahoney and Zach Lewis. 
who don't really have that many other writing credits. It looks like some animation credits. Um, Jim Mahoney, he's also an actor in, on the Orville. And yeah, doesn't look like there's much else for either of their, any of their uh, credits. So yeah, small team. It's interesting because I mean, I, I looked at a little bit of the trivia about like the way it was made. And seeing that being their track record, I'm surprised because to get this made in the way that they did in the length of time that it took, I would think it would have been like a bigger name behind it. Maybe there's a bigger name on the producer side. I don't know. Or they just really like the idea. Maybe because I know they did a uh, a proof of concept, right? Yeah, yeah. Like short, short. Like a short five minute proof of concept. <laughs> and then Netflix bought it, but they had to bring in, I think they brought in like a French animation company or something to help them out with with the movie and i think they played a big part in how it looks yeah yeah well i i couldn't figure out who to name for anything on my side so i'm gonna skip myself here (laughs) there's just so many names and so many departments and and positions that i don't understand in animation oh you mean for cinematography yeah 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 um yeah so we can move on to my character corner i am what you got something to say during the anim- our fun facts? The, no, the animation, at times it just reminded me of Monty Python. Um, like the weird big big bodies, little heads, or big heads, little bodies, and, and all kinds of like... Like the proportions? Shadows and like... Yeah, not, I, just reminded me of kind of Monty Python-esque kind of stuff. And that might be the French, the French animation the French influence, coming yeah. through, yeah. I actually have... I didn't know they did animation. The oh, French? at the beginning of Monty Python. Beginning of Monty Python. <laughs> they, have, <laughs> they, have like a, they have a lot of weird cutout. A lot of weird cutout stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't think of it. But you're saying like just the way that the characters. It's the beginning are of every Monty Python. Yeah. Uh, episode. Yeah. Just the way it looks. The look of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can move on to my character corner. We got our boy Klaus. Um. And then we got the mailman. <laughs> I don't know why the, the, names the are so main character the main of the character, movie. Jesper, 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 Jesper. It's <laughs> not even Klaus. Yeah. <laughs> um, Klaus's wife. He mentions her name. Yeah. I I think it's a T name. No L name. L name. Lacey. Lucy. No. no. Um. Larissa. No. Oh, you're closer. L Y. Lynn. Nope. L- List. Learn. Mrs. Claus. Lenersta. Now you're getting. <laughs> now you're getting into like weird, uh, uh, uh drug names. Yeah. Lenersta. Okay. Do Do you have a Lydia? Lydia. Okay. Um, we have Alva is the is the uh, Jesper's gal, Rashida Jones. Um, Crumb is one of the family names. Yeah. Right? Uh, that's the 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 woman's, the head of the family is the woman. I, uh, Correct. The, the dressed in black family. The redheads, during bows. You're close. Oh, that's really close. During bows. E. Elling Elling Bros Elling Bros, not not Bros Elling Elling Ellington. Nope, no R. <laughs> I'm 
I didn't say an R. You said bros. Not in Ellington. No. Elling, Ellingbo. Elling, Elling, yeah, there you go. Ellingbo. Um, who else I got? There's the child. Her name. Mo. Ooh. Mo. No. Ma. Yeah. Maggle. Maddle. Mm. Magil. Mass. Matt. Mad. Matt. How? Mabel. No, that's. <laughs> Why can't I? My names are so bad for this movie. I mean, to your credit, it's do they a ever strange name? It's not only a strange name. Do they ever say it? Or is it uh, only I don't know. Written? It's only written. I don't know. I think it's only because written. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, I might oh, no, he does written. say it. He, he does. You say he does doc? say her name. I think he does. But it's. Margu? Margu. Margu. Yeah, I just looked it up. I just cheated. But it has a weird thing above the A. So what does that mean? Mag- I don't even Mag- know these people accent. existed before this movie. I don't know. Are they the to... Sami? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would I would not know how to properly pronounce her name. What are the Sami? They sound like like Russian Inuits. They're um a group Norway? in Norway, Finland. Uh, very far north, mm. but and yeah, Norway, Finland, the, the Nordic countries. I love their language. Yeah. I think the way they speak is like perfect for for this movie. The way that they don't really subtitle it, but I don't know. It just it, I it like has a that nice they sound. don't subtitle it mm-hmm. and let you know what they're saying. Yeah, especially for Margu. She's so sweet. Oh, I love her. I would die for Margu. I would die for Margu. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, okay. There's my character corner. If I, I miss anyone, probably. Um, who's, the, who's the boat driver? Uh, the boat driver. M- Mar- who's Mar- the, the boat captain? <laughs> the boat captain. <laughs> Is it not Margu? No, that's the girl. <laughs> How that, we were ju- that we just spent two minutes talking Hal- about. Halberd. No. I'm not going to get it. Mo- Mogan's? Mogan's. Mogan. Yeah, okay. Mogan's. And... <laughs> Who is the the little girl of the the um, Ellingbow? The, you mean the you mean the the little <laughs> the, da- oh, uh, <laughs> the daughter um, pumpkin right? Yeah, and do you know the son's name of the other side of the crumbs? Oh, I know pumpkin was voiced by the director. Yeah, <laughs> so is so is the boy. Oh, he's also voiced by the director. Yeah, uh, Mons. No, Hans. I won't get no. it. Well, there's a famous, uh, yeah. There's a uh, there's a famous snowman, Frosty. Frosty? No, um, Jack Frost. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking Michael Keaton. No, <laughs> think it. more. Think more recent. A recent snowman. A recent snowman. A recent Disney snowman. Olaf. That's his name. Oh, okay. Perfect. Well, you want to dig right into this Christmas movie? Let's do it. Um, I want to touch on the animation. Uh, I think, because I was trying to put my finger on what makes it look so interesting to me, and knowing that it's, it's 2D designed and then 3D lighting elements added after the fact, but it's really 2D. Um, it's really interesting because uh, the thing that made it pop for me, I was thinking like, it's not just like, because there's parts that look really 2D like drawn 
And then there's parts that really pop to me and it's the lighting. It's specifically like the brights in the background. And uh, yeah, I think that's really what gives it a very warm feeling to me. Like whenever it's trying for that Christmas nostalgia, it's got like a really great lighting to it. And that I think carries a lot of the scenes for me. When the music fails it, the lighting <laughs> brings it back up for me. The lighting like gives the the animation another move, like a layer of movement. Cause it it's it makes you feel like they're moving through a room with with how the lighting is positioned and and it it keeps the movie moving a lot. I, I think that's what really works for me in 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 that sense. Yeah, it's the way the lighting makes the colors pop. I think because even when I'm just thinking of skin tone in this movie, like I just think of a, a nighttime scene where it's lit by a fire or something. And I'm thinking of like Klaus's like skin being lit up by the, the way that they do lighting in this. And it feels so soft. It feels like really shiny at times. And yeah, really works for me. I, I just really like the way it's lit, which is, I mean, I don't know who I would look up for. I mean, I'm sure it's the product of a bunch of people, but I would like to know a name. I would like to know the one person <laughs> responsible for that idea. I'm, I'm curious how this animation style has an effect on like production time. Mm. Because I would imagine a, a 3D a, a animated movie like a Pixar DreamWorks would take a lot longer than this. And the production time for this was about two years. Yeah. Which seems short for an animated movie. So like if you were to take this and you and you were to make like you said like a frozen or something um how long would that take comparatively like is it a faster process is right. it is it cuz they designed software specifically for this movie that the way that it maps this 3D lighting onto this 2D image so is that something they could use on on something else yeah I'd be I'd be curious to know um cuz to Toy Story 4 won over this uh for the Oscars um I think I believe 2019, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, which I think I'd probably go with Toy Story Four over this. Um, mm, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't say like <clears throat> for animation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if this is like a genuine leap in like the tech that they use, because this is really unique looking movie, um, I could see that swaying someone's opinion as an artist saying like this is they've actually like done something important in animation. Well, that's why it's. Academy Award nominated. Mm -hmm. That's because because of that. Yeah, yeah. I really like their use of color, like how everything is so gray whenever Jesper gets there, and it just slowly comes more and more alive throughout the film. I really like. I really like that. And the fish, uh, the uh, the boatman says, "Like you, you just wait. The grays will really pop." You know? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the way that it lights up and it gets all colorful, like the image you see at the end, where like all the lights are on and everything, it's really gorgeous. And it's colorful, and it's mm -hmm. at night. You know, yeah, it looks beautiful. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good like uh, both like characters and the way that certain scenes are written and just callback jokes and visually, like the difference between the beginning and the end. I think it's like a nice. Christmas transformation thing, which yeah. is, is really nice, I think. Yeah. Colors specifically. Because, I mean, even you see Klaus put on his red... He's got his red suit. He's all ready to go deliver the toys. It's a living embodiment of changing the colors and and absorbing the Christmas spirit. Even, I think, as the movie mo goes on, uh, Jesper is like... He, he's lit differently. 
I think there's there's way more lighting on him as the move as he grows as a person and as a character. And so, like when he first gets to with all when he first gets to the island with all the greys, even he's very uh poor not poorly lit but just overcast in a way. And then there's the scene where his dad shows up and they're in the background all still very gray looking poorly and he's got this bright light mm. shining on his face um i remember that distinctly that's the christmas that. spirit yeah it's lydia <laughs> it's lydia yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. i would have liked to have seen more of that like magical presence in the movie mm. than just an occasional the wind blows to advance the plot on that end, I would have liked to see a lot more Klaus in the movie, I think. Yeah. Um, I think they focus too much on the the um, rivalry in the town, and I care more about, like, Klaus's inner struggle and inner, like, change and, and that part. I think that part is more interesting. I just want to see more of, like, J.K. Simmons give something to it because there were times where I really appreciated him, like, what he was doing as, like, this person that... Uh, has been holding on to this baggage and he's literally like able to let it go and then build on it. But, um, I don't know. I feel like there's times where I wasn't really like feeling him as a character when I like, this is Santa. This is the guy. He's going to become the Santa, even though the postman is doing all this groundwork. This guy's the name. It's the title of the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to see a little bit more of him and, and that magic too, for sure. I agree. Yeah. Cause whenever the magic is in there and looking like watching it back the second time, um, it's pretty obvious that it's Lydia from the get go, but, uh, it's nice to, to know that that's like her presence there with him and, and, uh, she's always guiding him, always pushing him like towards the door when he's, when he's about to introduce like, oh, you're going to start building these toys and everything. Um, which she is the literal embodiment of Christmas spirit and will transform him into Santa, the real life Santa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I liked the uh, how the postmen are like all military. They're like passing their boxes back and forth. Yeah, and right. Like, yeah, with each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they have like an angel on one of their fountains of just like of, like a little baby holding a a letter and pointing it forward. It's good. This movie is kind of like it's very Emperor's New Groove. Okay, yes, yes. I was thinking it the whole fucking time watching it. I mean, he's Cusco, essentially. And like, he's not turned into a llama, but he's moved to a faraway place. He's got his pacha. Uh Yeah. What's the name of, uh, is it John Goodman in there? Yeah. Okay. That's John Goodman. What's the name of that character? Pacha. Pacha? Okay, that's what he said. Pacha. Um, Yeah, Pacha is Klaus. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's very much that. Don't they have a similar thing where it's like, oh, you just wanted to go back and be rich again anyways? Right. It's the same thing. It's essentially the same. It's a very similar idea. The once rich protagonist finds a way to, to, I guess, con the, the recluse, the person who's isolated themselves to do what they need to. And then the character grows on the, that journny, yeah, I guess the only difference is is, is in in Emperor's new groove Ponch's uh he's got the family 
uh, and Klaus has no family. So that's a big difference. It's sad for him. Yeah, I, there was a lot of times where I just felt a lot of repeat moments and other, not like the scenes were the same match for match, but certain emotions that I was feeling watching one movie, I felt replicated here. Yeah, yeah. Like the scene where the sleigh's about to fall off the mountain is just the live action Grinch movie <laughs> when the sleigh's about to fall off the mountain. Yeah. Um. And so they do a different thing with it, right? Um, the presents are fake. Which that got me. I yeah, mean, I feel that, like that it, got me too. I was like, oh no, the Christmas, they got to really embody the Christmas spirit now. And then, yeah, they pulled the switcheroo. Yeah, that got me. I was not, I was not prepared for that one. But yeah, I, I did find myself thinking a lot of times, this kind of just feels like a rehash of moments that work in other movies stringed along into this plot to... So fulfill some emotional connection within like the first 20 minutes, you could pretty much guess the beat for beat the rest of the movie. I think Oh yeah, uh, it's pretty <laughs> darn obvious. Yeah. It's predictable. Yeah. Very predictable. It's very, um, tropey. Uh, and I think in a bad way, but also it works for me a lot. Um, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like you guys are a little bit like more negative on the way that the story flows. Like, was that pretty, uh, pretty much like a big downer through it for both of you guys? My biggest issue with with the plot itself is I think it takes way too long for Jesper to be to have some redeeming qualities. Totally. He's a fucking annoying little it, boy. He has there is a lot of redeeming moments for him, but to me it takes way too long for those redeeming moments to turn the scales into for me to be in favor of him. I think it happens way too late in the movie. It happens way late. It mm. doesn't happen until they're making the toys for Christmas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it happens way too late. And so I think that makes the first part of the movie really, I, I, I don't know. It's predictable. It's annoying. I think the fact that it's predictable and it makes me wait so long to get to the thing that I know is going to happen, I don't like that. Yeah. See, I, you were talking about some things being rushed. I felt his relationship with Alva was rushed at the end. Mm. Like they had, they had the interaction with um, Margu uh, where he takes Margu to her. And then the interaction when he goes to see the school, like he goes by the school to see her. Um, but those are kind of superficial times. Like the part with Margu is so Margu centered about what she wants and what she needs and you're translating for her that there's not really any any relationship building there and other the second than friendship. moment they share what he visits the school she takes him to the town and then it's right. about this is how, what you've done how the town has changed right. and not their own personal dynamic right. yeah i totally agree and so so i would rather see more if they're going to end up together at the end i would rather see that relationship build all the way through um yeah. The only reason like it it worked for me in any way is because the point that they got to at the end, I was just like, well, when I saw these two, you know they're going to get together and they're together at the end and I'm like, I guess that's that's that where they're supposed to go. So that's yeah. why it made sense is cuz it's tropey in that way. Yeah. But there's no there's no building to that. There's no build up to it. Um but that being said, which I, is a letdown. Yeah, it totally is because I think the part of on Alva's side of like her being becoming a teacher again and like um giving up her money like all teachers do to uh to 
build up her her like sacrifice her leaving to be able to build her uh her school mm-hmm. that part i really like and i think when she's teaching the kids to write their names well everybody likes that mm-hmm. that's why the school system's so fucked up in the united states <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everybody likes the fact that the teachers spend spend a quarter of the money that they make back and put back into their classes every year well brandon not ever not all these teachers are out there um, doing what Alva does best and working her second job as a fish market yeah, yeah. lady. I, I, a lot of teachers are out there working second jobs <laughs> as fish not, ladies. They're not. They're not working as hard as to make their school the fish market. I don't know that that you've, came you've out the way me. you. I don't think that was, came out the way you wanted it to. I was with you on the. <laughs> I was with you on the meme, and you've lost me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it, to me it seemed like there was a hesitancy to have a romance be kind of front and center. It's like they want the 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 thing the relationship that's front and center to be Jesper and Klaus, which is fine. But like we said earlier, there's not enough Klaus. Yeah. So there's no focus on that relationship. There's no focus on Jesper and Alva. Which relationship are we supposed to to want to yeah to and see prosper? They're also trying to do a Margu and Jesper thing, which I think also doesn't get enough time. No, um, because they because he doesn't start to show like he doesn't start to change until he makes the present for Margu, um, and that's I think like thirty minutes left in the movie. Yeah, at that point, um, and that's the relationship. And then Margu's like crying for Jesper to go, but you've only seen like one positive or two positive like interactions with them. There's a lot of like time jumps that you assume a lot of character building happened, but why wouldn't you show it? There's I like, would have, I would have liked to have seen it. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to, have, I, I would have liked to have watched another 15, 20 minutes more of film connecting that, connecting those relationships or building those relationships throughout, especially the ones that are, are needed between Jesper and Alva, between Jesper and Klaus, between Jesper and Margot. Um, I think the the Jesper and Margu one is needed before the Sami come for Christmas because they just fucking show up. It's just the next fucking day. It's just like, <laughs> we're here. I don't even know how she travels because she goes over she, the river. She's like, fucking magic. <laughs> yeah, she probably is. She, 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 ran, away, she ran away from home. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I would have liked one scene with her and the boat captain. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's just like begrudgingly taking her across again or something. <laughs> or like he's talking to her and she's just babbling to him. And, her. <laughs> and she's listening to him too. Yeah. Like something that establishes her more as a presence than yeah. just yeah. a cute yeah. kid. But there is something about her that is is magical in this movie oh, yeah. and really, um, really ups its score for me. Um, is her? Yeah, I would just watch uh, a movie about her. I totally would. Too. <laughs> well, when she sews up, she's just like completely different. Like. Her clothes are so colorful. Her whole color and, palette is uh-huh. different than anybody else. She's, Even her animation. Yeah. Her eyes, yeah. everything. Uh, yeah. And the, the first like time she speaks, it's just like, oh, yeah, she's so cute. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of this character connection that we are looking for in this movie is in the little freaking montage that they have. And I hate it. And I and I like it. Like, are you saying the montage where her whole family shows up? No, and they no, start, no. Like... The montage where she's learning how to write. Right, 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 right. 
and the stupid fucking song is playing so loud. <laughs> oh, <laughs> invisible. Yeah, yeah. I fucking I hate fucking the song. I fucking hate it. I like the Thank montage. God. I'm yes. glad you guys do not like that song yeah, no, because no, I'm, no. I'm thinking, okay, I bared with it the first time and then the second watch through, I'm like, I fucking hate this song. It's irritating and it might not even be the words, but whoever's singing it, I'm sorry, but they <laughs> have listening? the highest pitched, like most brain piercing voice. I, I, I uh. do they play it again when she's sledding? Is it? Did they use the same song? I can't remember if there's it a new one. I don't know. Anytime I, they, there's it, goes a song through, it goes through a large part of it. It yeah. stops and it starts again. Anytime there's a song with lyrics in this movie, I think it's poorly used. What's the one that they use when I, he's slinging the fucking uh, uh, letters? The, the he's letters. going around town. He's like telling kids to stop doing bad stuff and go give them presents. What's the song they use? I don't. Uh, God, I'll, that was I'll, awful. I'll tell you right now. I I don't mind the little two verse uh, postman song after he calls out the the naughty boy. Don't mess with the cooked. postman. Don't mess yeah. with the postman. Yeah, I didn't mind that. I didn't yeah. mind that. I thought that was cute. Uh-huh. How you like me now? Oh, why did they do that? Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, it. You have someone making a score for you here, and this is a Christmas. This is a Christmas movie. You're supposed to have like this incredible uh, orchestral Christmas cheer. If they had like some amazing music to go along with Margu learning to write, that would have like that. That sounds Christmassy. Yeah. That's something brand new yeah. and fresh. I, I yeah, and the score's not bad. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. When it works, it works really well. You could you could take the song that is the invis in, invincible, invisible, whatever the fuck, invisible. It is. Yeah, you could just take the music from the song, and yeah. it would have been fine. I think it's, so too. It's, I think it's strictly the singing for me that mm-hmm. that makes no sense. It, I don't even know what the fuck the lyrics are saying because it, they're so grating. I can't <laughs> fucking focus on the scene. <laughs> but, like, but watching it the second uh, time, I, I really enjoyed it, and I was dreading getting to that scene because yeah. of how much I hate the song. But you know, I'll say as much as we're shitting on it, I I actually cried three times in this movie, and I I I cry whenever Margu writes her fucking name, and I hate it because the music's playing, <laughs> and I'm loving the moment, and and I love Margu, and I'm getting teary eyed. But, but it's on top of a shitty song. Of, if it oh. had good music, do you know how fucking much this would have won the fucking Oscar? Yeah. <laughs> this had good music. Same with her doing this, doing her little sled. Her, her sled. Her yeah. her uh, uh, snow or her her wind. Wind board sled. I mean, you the, gotta see the magic in her there because they threw her once and she flew for miles. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah she's the magical. Yahoo does not sound like it was recorded by the same kid. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds out of place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's 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 a good good spot for a, a wee bit cry. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. With yeah. them watching her, like they stayed all night just to watch her open that up. Yeah, and take that trip. <sighs> Because yeah. because when she's about to go on the sled, you're like excited for her that she she like left her. She literally ran away for a toy and <laughs> she finally gets it. And and once you start hearing this woman singing, whoever she is, it this, takes a moment this, away from Margu. I hope this this this, this <laughs> musician never hears this podcast. 
<laughs> maybe it's not even the no, the I've, singer. Maybe it's the mixing. Maybe it's the be. producing of the song. You got to sing that high to start with for it to end up that high, don't you? <laughs> I think my issue, uh, it really is the sound mixing. The song is so much louder than anything else yeah. that happens in this movie. It's one of those things where like you rush to turn down your TV. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I felt that. I was yeah. like, oh, my roommate's going to think I'm watching some fucking dumb movie. Because <laughs> this is a cute movie. Well, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that was part of the problem. It is so much louder than any of the other songs of this movie. <laughs> yeah. It just takes the spotlight away from Argu. Like I want to be it does. I want to be thinking about the Christmas joy she's having and she's got so she's so happy about her toy and then this then just screaming. She just starts screaming singing <laughs> and it's just I can't think about Margu anymore. I'm thinking about this song. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, if they would have had something in there that that had no lyrics, like you said. Um just like something that like builds up to her taking off on it, you know, that would have been really magical to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's such an emotional moment. Yeah. I think it's really, to me, like really the heart of the movie that that scene, it's what it's building towards. It's more emotionally satisfying than any, than what the, what the finale offers. And then you just have to sit through it to and listen to the song also. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I know I'm harping on it a lot, but that's how much it, it annoyed me. You, well, yeah. you, you, you want it to be an emotional part of the, the film that makes you cry. But what you get is this woman screaming at the top of her lungs, <laughs> grating on your fucking nerves. <laughs> And it's hard to become emotional to that. Yeah, because I did. Yeah. I did feel like teary eyed at times during this movie. Yeah. And I mean, then that even, fucking song plays and ruins it. <laughs> even the scenes of the kids like doing good things for each other, <laughs> or their families, and then the whole pie exchange like that. Oh, I, that's that was, great. It was really nice, and 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 I enjoyed watching that. And it's so much more enjoyable because it's just the score playing. Yeah. And, and especially the pies, like they're one upping each other. Like they brought berries. She brought jam. She brought a pie like that. I think that's. And then so it funny. ends with a cake. Mm-hmm. She brings a cake. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what makes it still work aside from the music is like, is the warmth of the lighting. Cause that's really what works for me. Cause when I'm talking about when I'm about to cry, when Margie's writing her name, it's just like the way that everything's lit. It's just so warm and like cozy and, and loving. It's just nice. I just, the, the lighting really does a lot of work in this movie. And I think every time I cry, it's because of the way that the colors and the lights making me feel. Um, and, uh, if it's not singing, then it's also the music um, because the music does, does do that. Cause like mm-hmm. when Klaus finally like, you know, walks off and he disappears, like that's not uh, what imagine if they had that song play when he disappears. <laughs> yeah, so that would have, that would have ruined. <laughs> that would have knocked this movie down a couple points. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's just too bad. The music, even yeah. the silent night felt out of place yeah because i mean it's very like not christmasy and then you hear that and it's very like it to me that that makes it a little i don't know i I think it should have been a christmas song that was not jesus centric yeah yeah because they they don't talk any because we're talking about we're talking about how 
Santa Claus came to be, we're talking about Santa Claus lore, and then to lump Jesus in on top of it. So that that felt really weird to felt me. Felt weird, yeah. Not, wanted, not that it, not that there's anything wrong with that or anything. I mean, I I love I love Silent Night, but there's there are so many other Christmas songs that you could have put there that are cheerful and bright and happy. What if the kids wrote Santa Claus is coming to town? And that's where you premiere it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that that would have been yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk about like you're mentioning Brandon kind of how they rush the Christmas aspect of this movie. Yeah. And how they're just like, let's just deliver gifts on Christmas. It's like, okay, why does in this universe, why does Christmas like exist as an established? Well, like, I understand here's, why here's the problem with that is because it wasn't established from the very beginning of Jesper coming when exactly he came. So, right. so if they said well, you're going and, and, and if he would have said, I have to be there by Christmas or I have to be there on Christmas. And his father said, yes, you know, or something that established when he needed to be there. Right. So we knew that a whole year had passed, um, but it wasn't established. So we, we don't have a definite, okay, well, Jesper has to do this by, by Christmas Eve. There's no, they don't establish the passage of time. Right. Except for the because, one scene. Because <laughs> the entire, the entire time he's there is winter because there's snow on the ground all the time. So, so you don't get a real passage of time other than if someone tells you to start with, okay, you have a year from this date, not just a year. And then we have no idea what time of year it is. Cause I had no idea. So it was weird. The Christmas thing was weird. Mm -hmm. I agree. And, and to me, it's just like, they just gloss over the fact that they went from delivering presents every night to only one night a year. It, that's just glossed over completely. You mean after the first Christmas? After the first Christmas. Right. Um, yeah, like, because I, they I had that, that four comebacks where Jesper's coming back to, to, but that was over the course of 12 years. Right. I, I just think about it as a kid living in that town who's getting presents every time they let, write a le letter and now they're like, oh, sorry, you only get presents <laughs> yeah, only on Christmas. <laughs> on time Christmas. Now. Uh, regardless of your good deeds. Well, that that's whenever the education system there starts failing. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not being rewarded. Yeah, well, yeah, I wonder if, if that's when the neighborly attitude stops because, you know, they're only getting rewarded once a year. I think... Or yeah. they know they have to be good for the <laughs> right. rest of the year. I think to me, uh, a rewrite that I think would, would establish that passage of time would be there's no Christmas yet. And when he's dropped off on the island, it's December 24th and he has a year and December 24th is the last day that he has to get his letter count in or something like that. And then that's why the gifts are delivered on that day yeah. because that's his, that's his deadline to, to go back home. Yeah. That makes, yeah. I think that's a simple rewrite that establishes it. A lot, a lot better. Yeah, if it's not established from the beginning, then it's not established at all. Right. So you're saying Jesus doesn't exist in this universe? Yeah, there's no Jesus. <laughs> there's no Silent Night. <laughs> okay. Well, if there's no Christ in Christmas, what's it called? Mass? Uh, 
Klausmus. Klausmus. I'm behind Klausmus. 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 Just write in some some like trope where he misunderstood a word of the Sami people, and that's what he calls the holiday. Like a uh, is that like a uh, how Solo got his name sort of yeah, situation? Something yeah, something like that. <laughs> what do you want to name today? Uh. what are we some kind of klausmus (laughs) i liked how they turned the big uh, fish skeleton into their christmas tree yeah that was cool yeah Yeah. i was a little confused on the spatial because i thought that that fish was much further away than it was but i guess it was like but whenever he first got there it was the same time of year as when they decorated the the well carcass, but it was frozen over, and everybody's skiing on on where the well carcass is. But he, but the boat went through water. It's Lydia. It's Lydia's magic. They must or, or must be Margu. global warming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fluctuations in the temperature of uh, of the seas. Yeah, I thought it was funny how Alva is like. You don't know, do you? Come look at what you've done. And it's like he hasn't seen the whole town like it is. Like, has he really like not he gone? He hasn't out? been paying attention. I don't believe that though. He's been paying <laughs> he has been paying attention to walking that plank between his back door and the outhouse, <laughs> uh, blowing in the breeze with the roll of toilet paper <laughs> on the floor. Funny. That was really funny. <laughs> and there's all the nails sticking up. He has to just sprint across it every morning. <laughs> They do a good job of like establishing the whole town. I think when he's walking them through it, it's got a really nice look to it. Um, I think all the gags that they do of all the town's members to each other really are really funny to me. I think those work really well. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jasper's um, gags work as well as they should. Like which ones? Um, just like like when he's just when the at snow the keeps first just acting like goofy yeah, or manipulative yeah. or you know well you have to mail this letter and and stuff and then having the dog sicked on him and stuff just it wasn't funny to me yeah i agree i think like there were a lot there were a lot of other things within the town that were really funny um but he wasn't him as a character wasn't really all that overly funny I agree. I think the physical comedy that doesn't work, it's mostly his. Yeah. But I, I really also just think for me, that is in com- in, that's combined with him just not being that likable until so late mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. I think for me, his whole like, uh, like, uh, whimpery and, uh, um, I'm trying to think of the right word. When he's just kind of like going on and on and on, like when Klaus is trying to make him deliver the package and he just won't shut up. Like he keeps talking and he keeps like, oh, I don't know about this. Like, I don't want to go. There's dogs here. And there's dogs. Like that thing is really annoying to me. Um, Sometimes his delivery, I think, is funny. Uh, Like certain. I can't think of lines right now because there's not too many. But um, there's some times where his delivery of it, I think, makes it funny a little bit to me. Uh, But yeah, I totally agree. Like his gags are very like he's annoying and you're supposed to like laugh at his misery a little bit because he's not a good person, but it's just, I just annoyed, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I liked Klaus kicking him all the way up into the chimney. I thought that was because he stopped. Well, talking that's the first, that's the first, uh, 
That's the first Santa uh, lore. Yeah. He Santa comes lore down the just chim- dropped. He yep. comes down the chimney. <laughs> I like how yeah. all the Santa lore is introduced. Yeah. Um, I, I, do I wrote like down all, I wrote, I wrote all of them down that I, that I remembered. So there's the, him leaving the presents in the, in the stockings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Funny, yeah. Yeah. Him just eating the cookies that were out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember to put out cookies. Um, really delivering cookies. toys at night. Delivering mm-hmm. the toys at night, the chimney, writing, write, writing letters to Santa Claus, mm-hmm. the um, flying reindeer, yeah, <laughs> the flying, the flying reindeer, magical reindeer, the um, coal. Oh yeah, the oh, coal. The Only good kids get toys. Naughty kids get coal. And he has yeah. a naughty list. Yeah, he has a naughty list. Um, he sees everything. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever he's not really seeing everything, Jesper's seeing everything, and then. He's deciding for himself. Deciding for himself. Um, Klaus's laugh. Whenever yeah. he does laugh, is <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Uh, yeah. well, one thing I was a little confused about is the first kid knew Klaus's name right off the bat. Did he just recognize him? Or did I miss something? It seemed like he's, he. the next day he was like, Klaus delivered my presence. It it, like to me, was, it seemed like he did recognize him. Okay. Well, he was he was part of the community. Yeah, that's he true. was just a woodsman. He lived out in the woods. I, I just feel like I look at the kid and I'm like, "Would you remember this?" Guy? I don't know. It gives me uh, Luke remembering old Ben Kenobi vibes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, Obi Wan Kenobi? You mean old Ben Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, even the even the boat captain knew him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So for someone who doesn't even live there, I'm guessing he doesn't <laughs> live there. Yeah, I just feel like a kid wouldn't who's locked up in his house wouldn't like fully understand, right? You know, the geopolitical situation of their town that's going on. Speaking of which, there must be like a thousand children there. In order There's for him, to, in order kids. for him to hit that, <laughs> well, they know? have to, they have to, they have to keep making children because they keep dying, they keep killing each other off. <laughs> yeah, I um, how are children made in this world? What do you mean? Inbreeding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. They don't intermingle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, there are some neutral parties there. You know, maybe that's a. They 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 strengthen. It's mostly inbreeding, I would assume, though. Yeah. I mean, you've seen mm. you've I mean, seen pumpkin. Yeah, you said pumpkin <laughs> and Olaf. Mine. <laughs> Olaf doesn't even say a word. He just grunts. I like how he's like twirling her hair when he's in when he's in her arms at the end, and she says mine and drags him away, <laughs> runs away with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But even even whenever Klaus is describing his life with Lydia. Um, and he says, I, uh, we waited for children and I kept making toys and the children never came. <laughs> and it's like, well, you weren't doing something right then, buddy. <laughs> I thought the you stork, made toys the stork, and the children The stork gone. don't just drop off children. You got to do something to make them. <laughs> you got to make more than just toys, buddy. Do you think kids you were gotta like, You got to make the boom boom. Is that how you have babies? You make toys? <laughs> you make toys and the children's, children just get flown in somewhere from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. They come out of the toys. <laughs> you make you make a little elf in there and then it just grows up to be a child. 
<laughs> elf child. Elf child. Elf children. Toy toy elf child. That's how elves are made, not how <laughs> children are made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I um <clears throat> that's that's one thing I picked up on on the Klaus story. I'm like, okay, well, this is really sad that you had planned for this big, big family um that you wanted in this very loving relationship, but Something's not working here. Like it go steal it's just a like kid from town. It, <laughs> it kind of gets glossed over the fact that like I made the toys, but the kids never came, you know? It was like I to me it would have been better if I started making toys and we were planning this really great life together and then Lydia got sick and died. Like like they like they were planning but the way it's it's presented, it's like children were just supposed to spring forth okay. out of the ground. Yeah. Or I, out of the birdhouses or yeah, somewhere birdhouses. from somewhere. <laughs> I didn't I didn't get that. I got I got pretty emotional during his story. It it, it felt very much like um, It's sad. Yeah. It's yeah. emotional mm-hmm. and it's sad. But but his yeah. specific description on like he couldn't they couldn't have kids, I think. But he doesn't say that. But it's it, to me that's what's that's what's it's, meant. Is, it's is he, it's they, they tried. It's and they stated have in a very child centric way. Like yeah, but I I got it right off yeah. the bat. And right, because and, you're an adult, sometimes <laughs> I I know what you mean. But but I feel like the subtext is pretty. It just felt silly to me. Okay, I I didn't feel that. I, I'll I say think it really I worked think for me. to me I'm with Blake. It is, I think obvious what he's saying, but I also agree. That I think his story would have been stronger if you just take that out. Yeah. And she got sick and that's what happened. Mm. So I, I agree on both counts, but I do think it, it was that was what was implied. Yeah. I think it only works yeah. to leave that in because why would he have made that many toys? Because he was reason, planning for the kids. Right. But, but he she wouldn't have died been able to before make, they even had any. I know, but he, so that's my point. he would have had to make those over years and years. So it, it's like, would he have made like a thousand, like 3000 toys and then start having, start trying for a kid? Like, I, I think that was something to keep his mind off of the fact that, you know, their life wasn't going as planned as they wanted to. So that time is what he filled it up with. And um birdhouses and all that later but yeah um i think it's i think it, it points to like a coping mechanism where like when things aren't going right for him he built the toys and then he built the birdhouses so for me it works i think that i think it only works because that's the amount of time that it took and because that wasn't going to plan that's how he had to spend his time making toys um but yeah it just, it just worked for me I liked yeah, it. yeah. I, do you think um <clears throat> never mind yeah, I think what we get I a story pretty thought. late. I know, yeah, yeah, way too late, yeah, way too late. I think I don't, I don't think Klaus should have been the main character, but I definitely think uh, should have been a lot more of of his story early on and and his interaction with him. I think um, back to what you were saying about Lydia being the spirit of Christmas. I think. Um, once it's established that she is the spirit of Christmas, um, I think it it gives it a little more meaning. But I want to revisit whenever you said um, that there should have been more there of the spirit of Christmas, other than just the wind blowing and the leaves. Because I agreed with that. Hmm. Jose, you said that. I did say that. You said that. Um, it just seems like... 
there's this magical aspect of, or so Klaus has a magical connection through Lydia. Mm -hmm. And then that just happens off screen at the end of the movie, like the full embrace of that magical realism, I guess. I, I, I don't know how I would have incorporated more. Maybe. You mean at the end? Yeah, at the end where he becomes Oh, I know, Santa how to, Claus. I know how to do that. But I mean, no, no, I mean like throughout the whole movie, how to incorporate <clears throat> more magical elements. If if you could see her helping Margu get there, um, I think that in would that way that me. would work a lot. Um, or or yeah, even in even in um More Margu. More Margu. Any more Margu. Even even when Margu is is getting on her her sled the first time. Oh, you if see the magic was there pushing her. Um, I think that would have oh. that would have added to the oh, the moment a lot more. That would have been so good, <laughs> right? Um, there are so many ways that you could have incorporated that within the town, um, with certain things, um, even with with Jesper a little bit because he is uh, flying a bit, um, especially when they get launched in the air when the sleigh gets launched in the air with the the reindeer if she was there pushing them along or riding beside them and you see the swirls and the wind yeah um just little little bits like maybe even something that you may not even see the first time you watch it but then you find out oh shit this is lydia and then you watch it a second time and you just fucking see her everywhere yeah i yeah. think that would have that would just up it or to a level helping them during the chase at the end yeah would be another something place something can, like blowing them in. blowing them from going off the cliff or something when do they go around it you know it, even 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 stopping them even stopping it helping jesper stop the sled i think what what does it what's missing for me in addition to maybe an additional scene with margu and in, in the and her and her sailboat not sailboat thing would have been Jesper realizing that she's there. Mm -hmm. Maybe like she, like he, when he's contemplating about what to do and what to stay, maybe she, he can feel the wind too. And he understands that like he understands Klaus just a little bit more because he can feel her also. I would have liked to have seen that. It's not just Klaus feeling her. But she's pushing him to go feeling, back to Klaus because he she's protecting him by feeling by, something before he gets on the boat mm -hmm. that draws him back to to the land to look at one last time. Because she's aware of how important Jesper's become to Klaus. Like mm -hmm. I just don't see why she, in her like spirit form, why they wouldn't write her into getting him back there right. as well it feels like they wanted to keep her in the woods like around klaus's house but i don't see why you would make that that barrier to her because like yeah she's in, the her she's in the post office she's the what one she who blows the map's corner up to see oh, the house you're right you're right at least that's how i i saw saw it well here okay so if we're seeing that because i don't remember i mean maybe i have to watch it again is it are there like leaves flying and stuff i don't remember because that's like her signifier is leaves because if we're talking yeah. wind then maybe she is already present in all this right and because like well i mean there's there's a distinctive the there's a the distinctive uh leaves and wind and the the swirl, swirl yeah, of it yeah 
So it might um, be taking whenever a bit far she to say all there. wind is her. Yeah. 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 I don't think she's all wind rock- on this island. Yeah. 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 I, don't, yeah. I don't think she's rocking back and forth the outhouse. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, but to incorporate her into all that stuff is especially like when Jesper, there's the montage of him delivering the packages and he keeps, you know, getting launched and falls out of windows and stuff. Just having like something like in the close up, like he's being helped or let down easy or something. Um, like in just like different, different ways. My one last thing that I would have liked to have seen wasn't to leave the film the way it, it got left where he's just telling you he gets to see Klaus every year, but opening the door and seeing Klaus and Linda together Mm. would have been probably the most emotional thing I could think of to end this story on. Yeah. Uh, Meaningful, emotional, dressed in their Santa, Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus garb coming to see the person who initiated it all. I think that would have been just fucking wonderful. Yeah. I, I don't understand why Alva's not there with him. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 both times I watched it, I was like, it is such, such a, why does she go to bed? Well, yeah, well, it's yeah. a go much see, more go see your fucking no, friend. Because she, because she lost, she doesn't believe in Christmas anymore. As adults do in these worlds, they don't believe in Santa anymore. And she's like, she just accepts that her husband, (laughs) her old husband stays up to see Santa. (laughs) She can't, she can't hear the Polar Express bell. That's her problem. (laughs) It it made no sense to me because the movie establishes that they even have their own little friendship. Yeah, they yeah, all, yeah, they have their own moments. They dance in the together. Mo- yeah, mm-hmm. and she doesn't fucking stay up to yeah. see him. I think she should have been there too. I agree. They should wanna... have put put the kids to bed together, not just Jesper, and then go out and and hear the bells and open the door. Give and... me Mister and Mrs. Claus. Let me. But then the fucking doesn't the shitty song play again during the yes. credits? So <laughs> yes. never mind. They would just ruined it. Goes, it. It, it does this. It does the great. Like it has good instrumentals and it shows Klaus. And I'm like, oh, he gets to see his friend. Damn it! Fucking ruins it. Where's my phone? Are you gonna play it? No. <laughs> I want to play it. No, don't I don't want to. Don't play it during the podcast. I'm gonna play it. Blake can edit it out. Why shouldn't I? No, I'm going to keep it in. I'm going to open no. our podcast with Written this song. Written by Ju- Justin Tranter Jusifer. That's not a real name. Jusifer. Jusifer. <laughs> My fight or flight is going right now. <laughs> Who sings this? Um, Zara Larson. Well, Invincible, like, she has 18,984,000 monthly net listeners, so obviously we are missing something there. Oh, because it's not even one of her top five songs. I know, yeah. She's probably like really famous. 75% of the world has no taste. <laughs> she's probably like a really big artist and we have no clue and we're making fun of her. Let's, let's look at her Wikipedia page. Let's, let's well, see if she even well, has play one. play her top song. What's her top song? Oh, words. she's Swedish. Oh no! The the her top song is featuring her. 
her top song is featuring her. words feet Zara Larson. Lush Life is her number one song from 2015. <laughs> from 2015, 2017. Okay, well, all right. Um, I mean, this isn't a bullying podcast for Zara. You might be no, no, no. It's she's not. she's 24 and more successful than either than all of us. So <laughs> yeah, she has a song I, in a movie. Yeah, that we didn't. That we just haven't a lot like where she probably didn't write it. <laughs> I have a song in a movie too, but I'm not gonna. My, sing us. My, mine's not. Sing us a tune. I have four songs in a movie. Hmm? Yeah. You got an album. Yeah. You got a whole album. I had an album, yeah. I had one. Should it's we not, play it? It's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle sure can write some sad songs, though. Some That's sad nice. lyrics. So, yeah. That's good. I mean, you kind of had... You kind of had a Klaus ending moment in your short. If only he went the other way, you know? If he went up well, the no. parking garage. What? Uh, your character in... Uh, well, he goes, and then he's he's guided to. I mean, that's the whole walking up the parking garage ramp is he's on his way to heaven, and yeah. that's why, um, her her mother, his wife, shows up who's already dead. Yeah. So you wrote you wrote yeah. a class moment in there. Yeah. Good job. You beat them to it. Well, yeah, I think that was before twenty nineteen. Was it? Tw- yeah. Okay. Good job, Brandon. Um, I want to point out some of the gags they had for the the townsfolk. Um, the bo- the woman carrying the body bag uh, over and over again. Um, there's the kids that are uh, putting carrots all over Snowman's body and very slowly like shanking <laughs> Uncomfortably. him. Uncomfortably. Yeah. <laughs> and then that that has a full turnaround when she's actually putting and it on putting the nose. Putting it in the nose yeah. the other way around. Yeah, yeah that's really funny. Um, the The old man getting thrown around everywhere. I don't know how he's alive. Oh, in the in the rocking chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting yeah. thrown down hills and they they he's on some ice and they cut the ice away and make <laughs> him float out to sea. Yeah. And that's where they that's where, that's where he stops him and says, "You guys want some toys?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's funny how he's inadvertently stopping these kids from doing. Like he he never meant for anything good to happen. He just wanted to have his uh his uh. Um, toys delivered but he's just taking all these kids away from doing the bad things so they can get toys and then the only reason he made them uh, learn English is or learn to write is because he wanted them to write letters to Santa <laughs> um, yeah you know yeah. But his goal was how many? 6,000 6,000? 6,000 so, pennies is only 60 bucks but this is back then that was like a whole continent worth of money <laughs> what I what I really don't understand about the premise of the of the six thousand letters is the only record of a letter being sent is the letter goes to him and then from him to Klaus. There's no outgoing mail off the island except for the giant bags that the two yeah, it's Actions not going for- it's not going out being processed and then coming back in. Right. Right? And yeah, and so it's like he could very well lie <laughs> about the number as long as he has 6000 pennies. Yeah. Yeah. He could very well much lie about the the number of letters and then it's just like okay, now we, all of a sudden 6000 were delivered internally and 
an additional, what, 8,000 and one go were delivered off the island? They did not have to give that many letters. No. (laughs) (laughs) And they gave a lot of money. It jumps from 6,000 to 14,000. Yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't sure about how that worked, and I didn't want to waste any brain power figuring it out because the maths weren't there. Christmas magic, Brandon. Christmas magic. Postal magic. I was surprised that that he was even able to get there to the city. Um, um, uh, Big character. Jesper? Jesper. Like, he from the post office. Like, he was able to navigate himself all the way there. Being the rich, spoiled kid he was, you know, I didn't think he had it in him, but he was able to go the whole way, repair well, he a wheel. Had some, yeah, but he had to chase the wheel, uh, evidently, down the entire mountain. Down the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that the same horse that's pulling away pumpkin? It looks, they all look the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they all look the same. Well, would you guys like to move on to quotes or any last things? Um If the Sami are the elves in real life, who are the elves after Klaus goes with Lydia at the end? The ghosts of the Sami. The Sami. (laughs) (laughs) Their ancestors are forced to (laughs) forced into indentured servitude. They they age. (laughs) I uh, I really like the family tree. Um, that's uncovered. I like Mm. the way it is uncovered. And then how it's filled whenever the Sami come and work in the shop. I really like his workshop. I wish I had a workshop like that. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. When they initially unveiled the family tree, I thought the kids died. Because when they saw all the empty things, I no, was like, No, oh, it would have been them laying on their side with X's in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, did his family, his entire family die somehow? That, I in a, that in a windstorm. Fucking... <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, winter, no. In a winter windstorm. <laughs> See, I was thinking, the my first watch, I was thinking that his wife died because of the conflict with the town. Oh, that would have been like in the crossfire of the town. Yeah, that was my initial thought, and then I realized this movie is not that deep. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Well, you know, like the one connection I wanted to have him with the with the for him to have with the town is I think like it would have been nice to have some history with uh, with Alva, like if she knew his wife or something like that. That would connect like her story and his oh, story. Oh yeah, that would more. be special. If like she maybe she took over as teacher because Ooh. Lydia was the teacher. That's a good one. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Mm. Yeah. All right, they got to hire us this for movie, Klaus too. This movie could have beat Toy Story Four. It could have. It, it really could have. have. That's what makes it frustrating. Like that's what makes me so mad about the music is that <laughs> the potential is there. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm joking, but I'm not. Like the potential is really there, and that music, like, yeah, because Toy Story Four is not the best that Pixar's put out. It's good, but it's not the best. Dude, that movie it's, made me cry so much. Yeah, not it's, as much as Toy Story Three. Nah, Toy not. Story Three had me fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in yeah, the theater. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no shame of of who was there. I was crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Toy Story Four, I was sad, but there's some major downtime in in Toy Story Four, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, I still did cry quite a bit at the end. I'll, I'll throw that in the jar. Toy, Toy Story, Story 3? No, 4. 4. Why 4? Because I like that movie more than I think it was received. Okay. So I agree. I also did like it a lot. 
Yeah. So next week we're doing Toy Story Four. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we are. <laughs> no, Brandon. No, we're not. I wouldn't spring that on you. What? What do you mean spring it on me? He has the same amount of time to prepare as any other week. Yeah. <laughs> we're recording right after this. We got to do two weeks in a row to make up for. We'll talk about it. We're not recording right after this. I assumed we were going till midnight tonight. Uh, on what? You movie. said that. You texted me and you said that. We're doing Klaus and then we're doing Fred Claus. No, I did not. <laughs> Glad you sit and fart in my fucking chair all throughout the podcast. Wow. Gaslighting Brandon. <laughs> this is why I don't put the candle towards you because you'll explode and ruin the podcast. And when it's over here, you do your dirty business over there and then I get nice sense of of pumpkin pie and hopefully hopefully Jose gets a little bit of it too. My nose is always stuffed. Doesn't, so doesn't have to smell what you ate yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I have my quote. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I have my quote. I don't need to look mine up on my phone. I go first. It's my movie. Yeah, sure. I go first. Sure. Search IMDb. Let me find the, it. Your quote. I have it right here. Mine's ready. <laughs> okay. So my quote, and this is an example of, uh, oh, what should I do for my quote? Fuck. I would, okay. Okay. I'm going to use, all right. My quote is very short. It's uh, Margu when Jesper comes home. <laughs> Hello, postman. <laughs> <laughs> the way she says it is so cute. Oh, I love it. I like rewound it because the way she says it is is awesome. <laughs> postman. <laughs> uh, and I like I like I like the language. I like Margu, um, and, and that's my quote. What about you, Brandon? Um, I was just going to say mine, but, um, (laughs) and then I was going to, uh, then I was going to read the first four lines of invisible, (laughs) 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 which I should have done. (laughs) Um, did you write that down? Uh, no, I, that's why I was getting my oh, you phone it up. <laughs> and I pulled it up. I have it. I have it. I had it ready to go. <laughs> yeah. I see. <laughs> um, uh, I like it when, uh, when Alva is, is just first having kids at the schoolhouse and, um, a girl named Annalise is, writes her name up on the blackboard and Alva goes, there you go. Annalise says, Really? That's my name? And Alva says, yes, yay, it's your name. And Annalise goes, wow. That is, uh, that's what it feels like to be a teacher. <laughs> like, you're, you're a total dick if you don't act like exactly what they did is the most wonderful thing that they have ever done in the entire world. But yeah. to them, it's opening up this it's world just, of uh, knowledge. Yeah, she's like, wow. <laughs> and then all the kids are like, I want to do that. Like, let me have, smell my name. Um, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, you sound like such a dick when you're like, yeah, there you go. That's your name. <laughs> Seeing her there, I'm like, is that you, Brandon? Is that you every time? <laughs> when they can't write paragraphs? <laughs> like, wow, you did such a great job. Next time, try to use a noun in your sentence. <laughs> <laughs> What's your quote, Jose? Um, mine, I don't even know which character says specifically, but it's when the Ellingbows and the Crumbs are calling their truce. And they're complaining about like the things that have changed. And there's the guy on the Elling both sides. He's like, brunch. Don't forget about brunch. <laughs> <laughs> but it, twice. it makes me cry because he's mad about it. <laughs> it's like this giant character. He's just mad about brunch. Yeah. Enough to say it twice and interrupt her yeah. twice. Yeah. And then the book club as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, another quote I wanted to say is, uh, um, this is like an example of Jesper actually working for me in his delivery. Uh, when he jumps down onto the the um, onto the sled, it's the way that it's framed and the way that he's speaking and it's going in frame and out of frame and it's and it's like fading away. But he's like, they're not attached. Why aren't they attached? I thought they were attached. I never in a million years would have done what I just did if they if I didn't think these were attached. And the way that he's like <laughs> fading off screen when he's doing that, yeah, because it's starting to to go back. It's starting to go downhill away from the reindeer. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's like an example of of because he. I think he does do some really good delivery with like what he's given every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with um with his delivery. I have a problem with just the scenario in general isn't funny. Mm-hmm. Like it, I don't know if it's the humor just isn't working for me like the that scenario the humor um in the scenarios that he's with or if in fact it's what Jose says is that he's not a likable character and you just don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. But there, he's Probably a likable mixed. character, and you care. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's finally at that point in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, I think he did a good job. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Um, you got your meme review, Blake? Yeah, I give this movie five nooses out of five. Um, there are a lot of nooses in this movie. <laughs> There's a lot of nooses. <laughs> There's in the this bell. There, the kids are putting a noose around uh, around uh, the, their snowman. Um. <laughs> Uh, Klaus is about is giving him the news before he swings it up and for the birdhouse. Yeah, there's a lot of nooses in this movie. Mm-hmm. Very um, it's symbolic a, of their sim- loss of innocence. It's a sim- it's symbolic of lynching for the, uh, the feud, the feud, the um, long term, um, the long term term feud between people, and whenever uh, it calls to explain why they're having a feud to the children they can't really come up with a reason why they've just been doing it and it's tradition tradition um so it's very much a part of that um yeah yeah it's pretty pretty deep what's your meme review my meme review is one fishy education system out of one (laughs) (laughs) i'll give this movie five out of eight reindeer (laughs) No Rudolph. No Rudolph. What the fuck? Rudolph's made up, though. <laughs> that was me? after Santa was Santa, though. It's then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say. That's true. So maybe he comes so later. So Rudolph comes a lot later. Yeah. I wish they would have named them. Yeah. I think that would have added to the lore. If there's, like, one thing where I need, like, that cheesy... What the... Well, Even if it was a Margu naming them. Yeah. Because yeah. if she would have said Dash... Dash it. 
Pancit? Yeah, yeah, that would have been cute. Yeah. Yeah. Been nice. If there's anything I need, like a lore dump where it's like, to, all right, I need to know where every little piece of Christmas cheer came from from this movie. I know where I need to know where the reindeer got their names. I need to know why the elves ended up looking like they do. Where Santa got? I mean, they give they give the you're, reason why Santa's red. You're the guy that yeah. they wrote the solo movie for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to know where he got his last name. All the all the MCU. I need to know like how everything ties together. And yeah, I, uh, that's me for Santa Claus. They do it in Violent Night quite a bit. There's a lot of Santa lore in Violent Night. Oh, really? So if you're yeah. looking for that, how how does that the lore in Violent Night compare to the lore in Claus? Um, Rudolph exists in Violent Night. He does. Um, so that's is a he big a drunk? Difference. Uh, Rudolph? Yeah. No, but... but Because um, I always figured that's why his nose was so red. So, I mean, I'm going to spoil this, but Rudolph is not driving the sleigh, but he's mentioned. What? He's mentioned, but he's not in the sleigh. So, something <sighs> happened there, and we need a sequel to explain it. Um, <laughs> Bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brandon, why don't you start us off with your real review? Um, I give it an 8 out of 10. Margu raised it up for me if there was no margu it would have been serious two points deducted yeah but yeah. she is just so good um there there's so many ways i mean we talked about them how the movie could be so much better and and have uh, much more of an, an emotional impact um which is really what i want whenever i watch a christmas movie Especially a Christmas movie involving Santa Claus and involving, you know, the end to all of this feud and, uh, you know, um, that that kind of like brought it down for me mm -hmm. a bit. Yeah. Um, the pieces are there. It just, yeah. but I can't give it less than an eight because of Margu. I mean, <laughs> she's fucking great. She's a great character and voiced. I wish there was more Margu. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she grows up. You see her grown up. She does grow yeah. up. And that's, that's, you know, that shows the passage of time. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's been 12 years. It looks, she's she looks not so an adult. Weird. She's not an adult yet. She's a teenager. She looks odd with like the same proportions for her face, but like she doesn't have like the little, like tiny little body. It's just like weird. You know yeah, what her she head, looks her like? Her head stays the same, but her body gets bigger. <laughs> She looks like one of the It's a Small World dolls. Yeah, she does. You know what I also thought of is the Candy Crush girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to say? Um, I think realistically it's a 7, but Margu makes it an 8. I think an 8 out of 10 is a good rating for this movie. I think ultimately it's enjoyable and I, I can't ask for much more for a Christmas movie. It's enjoyable. It has a good story. It's got a heart. I wouldn't say it has serious issues. I, I don't think, I think that'd be exaggerating, but it does have some, some things with the plot that I just don't like. And it could be such a better movie. And that, and that really knocks it down for me. <coughs> But it, I think Klaus is good. Margu is good. Alva, a lot of the characters really bring a lot to the story. Jesper grows on me, but my second viewing, I, I didn't mind him as much. But the first viewing, I, 
a struggle to get through any scene where he was really on the forefront. But I ultimately enjoyed it. The animation style is great. It's unique. The lighting really brings a sense of movement to the world that I don't think a lot of 2D animated movies really have. And I think for that alone, it's a special movie. So 8 out of 10. Nice. I, I also give it an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10s all around. Um, I think for me, what, what um, obviously Margu, like you said, we'd all die for Margu. Um, but the, the, the lighting and the colors and the, the cinematography of this movie is like, like I said, even during the, the song parts, it's the visuals that I get so emotional over. Like I, 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 I've been crying a lot during movies lately. I watched the Muppets Christmas Carol fucking two weeks ago. I've heard, I've been wanting to watch that since I saw you post about (laughs) it. I cried so hard. It was not even funny. Um, but this, I think something about movies with like Christmas cheer and this, this has it like it, 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 for me, it packs a punch with that. And that's what I wanted of a Christmas movie where a lot of Christmas movies are tropey like this. And, and, that's not a problem for me as long as it has like those emotions and feelings with it and the, the visuals and, and um, the, the writing and acting for, for a lot of character moments like really hit for me. And um, I found myself afterwards just feeling, feeling good, feeling Christmassy and that's what a Christmas movie should do. So uh, yeah, keep it in an eight out of 10. Yeah. All right. Brandon or no, is it Jose? Jose's or, turn. Yeah. Jose, uh, what's your Christmas movie? Next week, we're watching the Jim Carrey Grinch right. movie. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll get to see the reference for the the, um, the, the Sleigh of Toys. The Sleigh of Toys, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a movie that I've been watching for Christmas for as long as I can remember. My mom bought us the DVD, and I remember it distinctly because the case was green. Uh, just it just stuck out with every other DVD case, but yeah, it's it's a movie that I've been watching for a long time. It's a movie I quote to myself pretty frequently, and so I'm I'm excited to talk about it. Awesome, yeah, I'm hyped. Jim Carrey time. Have we done a Jim Carrey movie for it? Uh, have we? I don't Maybe we have it. No. Wow. I might be thinking of Steve Carell. Have you Have you been to Universal and? Visited the Grinch? Uh, I've like only seen the Whoville from the studio tour, uh-huh. but I've never gone during the holidays to no. Universal. And he's sassy. He is. He's really sassy. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be fun. I, like I was him. looking at. I mean, I love the vibe of Whoville and all that, so that would be a lot of fun. Okay, let's all. Um, I don't know who's look weird. Let's look weird next week for Whoville time. Should we just like? Older noses yeah. up with tape. Oh God, they make me uncomfortable. So we'll see how <laughs> I feel about this. But you gotta have you gotta have rot- like a rodent thing going yeah. on with their teeth, though, yeah. don't you? They look like there's like an orc. There's an orc in a uh, in in I think the the two towers that there's oh, a lot of orcs of a that who. look like a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I mean there are some that look like Steve Buscemi and Nick Nolte in there too. <sighs> yeah, uh, we'll we'll see next week. Um, Grinch. Must someone say something funnier than that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>